For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, there you have it, folks. The streak's over. It ended. Today was the day. The final game against the Boston Red Sox is what it took for the Angels to finally snap their historic losing streak. All that and more coming up next. And Viva Los Angelitos, everybody. This is Fernando here on behalf of Halos in the Infield coming at you with a quick little episode today to discuss what happened during this series. Now, for the bulk of the series, it's not the series we wanted. The hot Boston Red Sox came in Anaheim. You know, when we played them in Fenway, they were a struggling Boston Red Sox team. Since then, they've seemingly figured it out. They were undefeated coming in Anaheim on their road trip. Granted, it was just a three-game road trip at the time. And they remained undefeated during their road trip until the final game of the series came when a certain player named Shohei Otani tried to stop this historic Angels losing streak, and he was able to do it. He was seemingly the only guy who was able to single-handedly win the game for the Angels. I mean, yes, did Andrew Velasquez hit a three-run homer? Yeah, he did, and, you know, it was pretty cool. He is obviously not super talented with the stick. Now, if we're talking defensively, Andrew Velasquez can certainly hold his own, right? He is one of the best defensive players in baseball. The cop I always hear is Andrelton Simmons when he was with Atlanta. A guy who had a great glove, just never had the opportunity to figure out with his bat. And we're kind of seeing the reincarnation of that here with Andrew Velasquez. So it's obvious to see why management likes him, right? He's going to consistently save runs with his glove. Now, that is a valuable asset to teams. It's not all about the stick. It's not all about driving and runs, especially when, in theory and on paper, the Angels have a team that is very capable of driving and runs. Unfortunately, that hasn't been the case over this historic Angels losing streak. They've been struggling to score runs, and on the days where they've been scoring plenty of runs, there's been no hitting. Guys, the Angels lost two straight one nothing games against the Boston Red Sox. Okay, real quick. So in case you forgot, let's go all the way back to uh, May the 25th. So May the 24th against Texas at home was the Angels' last win prior to tonight's game. 
So it was a 5-3 win against the Texas Rangers. For those of you who don't remember, Noah Syndergaard got a win. That was his fourth one of the season. He was 4-2 and at that time had a 3.08 ERA. So uh, after that, the Angels started to not only struggle, they started to slide off of Mount Everest, to say the least. So, they lost 2-7 to seven on the 25th to Texas. Okay, so now the 26th. 3-6 was the loss. On the 27th of May, they lost 3-4. to four. 28th of May, they lost 5-6. to six. 29th, they lost 10-11 to 11 against Toronto. And then they flew to New York after the off day. And I think that was the day that they dressed up as Andrew Velasquez on that road trip. They lost 1-9, to nine, got their cheeks absolutely clapped in the Bronx. And then there was the rain out. And then they lost 1-6, to six, and then they lost 1-2. to two. All right, so then they drove down to Philadelphia. Maybe they flew, who knows, but that's, you know, that's not a long drive. It's like two and a half, three hours. Uh, they lost 0-10, 0-0-10. To start that series, they then lost two to seven, and they wrapped up that series on the Sunday with a seven to nine loss. So then they brought it home, June the sixth, zero one. They lost June the seventh. They lost five to six. June the eighth. They lost zero to one. June the ninth. They won five to two. Now, like I said, Shohei Otani almost single handedly got this win by himself. So he picked up the win. He is now 4-4 with 3.64 ERA. He pitched pretty well today. And he also hit a home run. And that opened up the scoring for the Angels in the fifth inning. He also broke a uh, record in baseball for the latest home run by a starting pitcher. Uh, the previous record holder was Noah Syndergaard, and he did this in uh, 2016. But Joey Otani did hit a two-run shot in the bottom of the fifth, and that gave the Angels a go-ahead lead. And they never looked back from there because in the sixth, Andrew Velasquez hit his third homer of the season, and he hit it with runners on the pillows. Now, actually, that day, Andrew Velasquez got the Nacho Night Award, and the Nacho Night Award is presented by Paul Sorrento because he is a hitting coach who is seemingly never doing his job. He likes to sit around and eat helmet nachos. So uh, we have something here called the Nacho Night Award presented by Paul Sorrento, and it's typically given to the worst player of the night because, heck, it's not their night. It's Nacho night. But Andrew Velasquez got it today, not because he didn't have a good game. I mean, you know, like I said, he did get that big home run. Uh, But let's also not forget the fact that he was only one for four. Yes, it was a home run. Yes, it was three runs. Yes, they gave Rysel Iglesias some protection so he can come in and get a save. But let's keep in mind, this is a guy who's batting 179, and he also left three men on base. If he wouldn't have come through there, we could have been talking about him leaving uh, six runners on base. So yeah, Andrew Velasquez gets the nacho night because he hit that home run, pimped the home run, looked at his dugout and tried to get the boys fired up. I get that. That's great. I love passion in baseball. I love it. Trust me. Absolutely love it. But when it's a guy like who's batting 179, like Squid, bro, how about you just round the bases before you try to pimp your homers, okay? Now, if you're on a hot streak, then that's different. 
but you are batting 179. Let's be honest, you're lucky to be in the league right now. You should be in AAA, but, you know, your defense is good enough to keep you up here. So that's why Todd decided to give him the Nacho Night Award. But, you know, the, the big moral of the situation here, the moral of the story is that the Angels picked up a win. Guys, I should not be this excited because... They simply snapped a 14-game losing streak. Was I frustrated? Absolutely. And I was relieved that they finally got that win. But there's work to do. We want to make the playoffs. Will we make the playoffs with a bunch of AAA guys? No. Jack Mayfield at third base. Juan Lagares in the outfield. Uh, you know, Matt Duffy out there. Andrew Velasquez out there. You know, these are moves, and, you know, I mean, Jack Mayfield is one of the biggest ones. Uh, actually, uh, it's funny, Super Halo Bros made the joke that Jack Mayfield, he may feel, he may not. But the thing with Mayfield, he's a 4A guy. You know, he, he's good in AAA. They need to make that 4th A level so he can truly succeed because he's not getting it done here at the Major League level. And... Um, yeah, it's frustrating that some of these guys keep getting opportunities. I do understand that they need these opportunities because the guys in front of them are hurt. But the fact of the matter is that it's really hard to consistently win games when guys like this are taking up roster spots. Now, it'd be a completely different situation if they were up here for shits and giggles, but they're not. You know, injuries, you know, we got Rendon out. Ward is currently out, okay? I mean, that right there, two big pieces. Trout, though not on on the IL, he is out. So, right now, I mean, that's three key guys to your lineup. I mean, arguably, those are your three best batters. Shohei Otani has been a shell of himself. And here's the thing with Shohei Otani, and I can't wait to talk uh, to Todd about this next time I'm on with him. I want to ask Todd... Realistically, what are the odds that Shohei Otani sticks around? You know, and I'm tired of this narrative of the whole, well, why would he want to stick around? Guys, we're once again talking about a guy who's had two, and really one and a half good years. 2018, had a decent year, pissed a little bit, hits some home runs, won the rookie of the year, primarily because we haven't seen somebody who was as talented as him, you know, prior to the whole Babe Ruth thing. And he was the Japanese Babe Ruth. So that's kind of why he got the rookie of the year. You know, let's be honest. There's, there might have been a little bit of bias because of that. But at, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The point is, he got it. 2019 had a pretty subpar year. 2020 was just an absolute horrid year by Shobi Otani. 2021, first half, absolutely historic. One of the most exciting things we've ever seen a Major League Baseball player do. And that was in 2021. So far, in 2022... He hasn't exactly been wonderful. So to end today's game, he's batting 247. Okay? So the average is about 255 in Major League Baseball. Alright? So that's that's where at least the minimum where you want to be. Alright? So he's batting 247 with 12 home runs, 34 RBIs, and 7 stolen bases. And as a pitcher in 10 games, he's 4-4 with 3.64 ERA in 54.1 innings pitched. So Shohei Otani, he's talented. He is one of the most talented players in baseball. But do we want to keep him? And that's really what we need to spend the rest of this year evaluating. I like Shohei Otani. He's a talented player. He's an exciting player. And hell, this is a business. So guess what? He sells tickets. If there's any reason alone why Arden Moreno is going to keep this guy, it's because of that. 
because he puts butts in the seats. Because he brings sponsors that the Angels could have only dreamed of having prior. He brings an international audience. The amount of money that Artie Moreno makes off of Shoei Otani is probably worth whatever kind of lucrative contract he's going to get. Does he stay here in Anaheim? Well, that's probably up to Shoei Otani, but I can tell you this much. If it's up to Artie Moreno, and Shoei Otani really is down to stay wearing that red, wearing that white, here in Anaheim, Artie will pay whatever. And Joey Otani will get his payday. But time will tell. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. So in other Angels news besides the big fact that they won, and you know Roger Law's going to give himself credit. Oh boy, oh boy, did I bring that win. And Arnie Moreno did a great job because he led the Angels to a win, right? He signed Anthony Rendon, Pujols, Hamilton. He signs my paychecks. And Arnie Moreno's going to be there like, I DoorDash cheese today, and I also DoorDash toothpaste today. <laughs> I love the young people, especially that good-looking Roger and Otani. So, Ty Buttry was DFA'd by the Angels, and if there's one thing that I don't ever want to be on this page, and everyone here agrees is we never want to be bootlicking housemen. We see it happen all the time with uh, certain other Angels pages, and uh, I'm looking at you, Halo Heaven. Oh, Joe, Ad- oh, Brandon, Mar- oh, let's make all these excuses for these guys who I knew in Inland Empire, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's the fact of the matter. Is, you know, have we developed a personal relationship with Ty Buttry? Absolutely. Do I talk with him fairly regularly? Absolutely. Do we text all the time? I don't want to say all the time, but do we text you know multiple times a week? Absolutely. I've developed a friendship with him, his family, and vice versa. I'm sure he feels exactly the same. But what I will say is that we have to cover the facts here. Ty Buttry was designated for assignment by the Angels. So they have, I, I roughly, I think it's 10 days to decide what they're going to do with him. They could put him in our waivers. They could trade him. But... Chances are he's going to be placed on outright waivers. You know, and from then, I believe teams have three days, and I I could very well be wrong about that, but I believe, I'm pretty confident it's three days to claim him. Once he passes through the waiver wire, he then gets sent down freely amongst different levels of the minor leagues, and he has to accept a minor league uh, assignment because he hasn't reached the minimum three years of service time. He will, in theory, right after this season if he does finish it all the way through. But here's the stuff that I don't necessarily like talking about. Okay, so the facts. He has one of the worst K per 9 ratings, and I understand this is a difficult number to grasp for some people. So strikeouts per nine innings, okay? His numbers aren't the most exciting, and, you know, we know what he's capable of, okay? We've seen him at the major league level. We've seen him do some great things at the major league level. So he's 29 years old, 3.6K per nine. Obviously, he's got a way to go, and admittedly, that is competing for one of the lower ratings in professional baseball. So there's 61 pitchers in the Angels organization that pitched at least 12 innings. Buttry is 61st in the organization in strikeouts per nine. 
In AAA, he is second to last in strikeout rate, and in the minors, for all of MLB players, for players with at least 12 innings, he is 589th out of 595 in K per nine. Now remember, a relief pitchers, especially you know the type of pitcher he was, which was a power pitcher, do tend to strike out more guys, and that that was kind of his game. Now that doesn't mean that he can't be an effective pitcher if he changes his approach. And that's the thing. That's the other thing I do have to preface. Let's keep in mind, guys, this guy missed one year of professional baseball, okay? Because he retired, took some, you know, some time away to get mentally right with himself, you know, do some stuff with his family, and he felt inclined to return because he felt he still had gas in the tank. And he is entitled to do that. And I'm tired of people who are pretending like he doesn't have the right to do that. I'm sure some of you guys have left a job and came back before. That happens, and that's a thing that people do. Hell, I've done it before. Obviously, it was a professional baseball, but to each their own. He had the ability to do it, and clearly, he had the talent to get another opportunity. So he took some time off. Guys, this isn't uh, deep frying at McDonald's. This isn't being a security guard at Disneyland. He took a year off of a professional sport. A profession that at some point in time, he was part of the best of the best. He was part of the 1% of the 1%. Because the minor leaguers are the 1%. And he was the 1% of those that made it to the major leagues and stayed there for the better part of three seasons. Okay, it was like two, it was a two and a quarter of seasons. Because uh, in 2018, it was a little bit of the season. 2019, 2020, he, he stuck around. And then in 2021, when he was going to get uh, sent down to the minors, that is when he uh, decided to retire. And, you know, check back to our interviews in the past where he explains all of that. But what I will say is I needed to cover that properly. He still got gas in the tank. He still has some stuff to figure out. He's a great pitcher. He's talented. He's got what it takes. And guess what? Right now he is currently working on his craft still even after being DFA. I'm not going to release what he's doing. I'm not going to release what he's working with because that is for him to do. But, you know, I've talked with him. He's in great spirits. All of us here on this page wish him nothing but the best, whether he's an angel or whether he's in another organization. Because at the end of the day, he's a good person. At the end of the day, uh, he came on here multiple times on our show, and he has shared his experience. We need more players to share their experience in the minor leagues because the more that happens, the more we can, yeah, the more we can continue to make the lives of minor leaguers better uh, through awareness. Because without awareness, these changes don't happen. Remember, a year ago, these guys didn't have housing provided to them. A lot of the times, a lot of these teams were only giving one meal a day. These are small changes that have occurred because people have opened their mouths. People have spread awareness. So we're going to keep on doing that through this page. If you guys want to help be a part of that, you guys can always donate to the page directly on our website, or, um, through, and that's through a PayPal. Or you guys can buy our merchandise where the bulk of that does go to our Feed in the Minor League projects. Uh, well, I think that's just about going to do it. Guys, the Angels finally got a win. So much more to talk about. The Mets series is going to be coming up here. So make sure to stay tuned to Halos in the Infield for the best coverage of the Mets series. Uh, there's another Mets page here that we are going to have some fun with. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned to that. It's going to be a great time. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. And we have a wager coming up at the Mets page where the loser has to change their Twitter profile for one day. Uh, you know, if the Mets win the series, we will have to change our account to, you know, Mets profile photo, Mets cover photo, all that stuff. And if the Angels win, vice versa, they're going to deck out their page with Angel stuff. So it should be a lot of fun. Keep it tuned here. Halos in the infield. Make sure to tune into our pre- and post-game shows. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, really wherever uh, social media can be found. And especially TikTok, where you can find JT, the king of Angels TikTok. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at Halos in the Infield. We hope you enjoy your day. And viva Los Angelitos!